0: heard the rest, now here's the best, Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there all you Stay tuners. welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports, it's your good friend Jimbo here, back again, in a little bit better situation with uh, the setup here, still not how I want it to be, but hopefully last week the audio wasn't as bad as uh, I thought it was going to probably be maybe. But um, kind of a slow news week this week, other than baseball and basketball starting back up. we got the NFL rookies reporting this week. Um, and then at August 1st is the first NHL game. I believe that's when it is. But there is a couple um, exhibition games that are being set up beforehand, I guess, to get get the players back into game shape in a way. But we're not really going to touch on that too much. We'll we'll get into that next week once sports really gets back going um, without fans, obviously. Um, Especially in Toronto with the Blue Jays. I, I just can't understand that. Toronto won't let the Blue Jays play up there. And I think the last thing I saw was they were talking, the Toronto Blue Jays were talking to the Pittsburgh Pirates about possibly using their stadium to play their games. So... Um, but before we get into the show, head over to Twitter, follow us there, at St Sports Podcast, as well as like and share our Facebook page and our uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe to that, and head over to StayTunedSports.net. Um, I'm actually updating the website, so the, the address address a little bit easier to find for everybody. But um, you can head over there, find you know old episodes, some merchandise there. There's a, a FedEx link there. If you want to buy, you know, your significant other or your children some birthday gifts or what, whatnot, but um, but yeah, so <clears throat> you know, baseball spring training was going on this past week. I I actually watched a little bit of the Orioles and the Phillies on I believe Monday. No, I think it was like Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I was watching them, so it was good to see that kind of back, but. A little bit of weird rules i mean i was talking to my my father about it <clears throat> excuse me and uh he said he was watching the yankees game i forget who he said was playing but very very relaxed rules because aaron judge hit a home run with 3 outs on the board i don't know and of course yankees being the yankees oh we're we're counting that you know it's it's freaking preseason so shut up <laughs> but um But one baseball story I do want to talk about um, that happened during a spring training game was we had our first ever female baseball coach in a full-time, I guess full-time capacity. Um, Alyssa Nakin on Monday night became the first woman ever to coach in a game. She took over for first base uh, coach um, on uh, Gabe Kapler's Staff, uh, she took over to for Anton Richardson, um, and finished out the game. I think it's it's pretty cool, um, you know, especially in the time we're in now. You know, we're always we're, we're striving to get a little bit better equality through sports, uh, you know, through, through sports teams, whether it's NFL, NBA, whatever. Um, you know, last year we saw the first woman coach on a NFL team, I believe it was, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Um, and she was a linebacker's coach, which I think is pretty badass, too. But, um, and this this was, a you know, I, I think she's a, a good pickup, this um, Alyssa Nakin. Um, you know, she, she knows some baseball. She played at uh, Sacramento State from 2009 to 2012 and was a three-time all-conference softball player. So, obviously, she knows the ins and outs of baseball and not just, well, just hire her so we could, you know, look like we're doing the right thing, this and that. But, um, you're, uh, you're going to see a lot more of this. And I'm curious to see how much longer before we actually see a female head coach, you know, whether it's again, whether it's baseball, basketball. And to be honest, I I thought I would have saw it first in basketball because of women's college basketball, being a lot bigger um, nowadays, and I think they're a lot. Um, I think they're a lot bigger than than WNBA. I mean, there's been a couple times over the past few years that I, I just thought it folded and you know went belly up, um, just because you don't really see too much about it. You see it here and there, like you know spurts here and there, but you see a lot of prominent female college basketball coaches that I'm surprised that try to make a jump to the NBA. You know, just jumping right over to WNBA because you're not going to make the money there, unfortunately, at at least right now. And some of the coaches in the NBA aren't the greatest. And I think some of college uh, women's coaches are a lot better. But with you know, football and baseball. I'm curious to see if hockey gets involved in this now too. I mean, you know, women's hockey is starting to 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 grow bigger now, especially with um, the U.S. hockey, uh, the women's hockey team being very dominant lately. Yeah, you know, I, I would like to see more more of that, more more of the the women coming up through the ranks and, and getting a, a fair shot, like all of us men here. Now, another story that popped out a couple days ago on ESPN was a defense tackle from California is actually a high schooler who is looking to forego his senior season this upcoming year and is going to enroll early to Texas A&M. Now, he already committed to them. He's going to enroll in January and I don't agree with this, you know. Much like the NBA allowing high schoolers, you know, like LeBron James and you know Kobe Bryant jumping right from high school to professional sports, and this isn't just about NBA. This is for any sports. I, I think college football, you know, NCAA, the NFL. I think they have it right. And even baseball, I mean, you know, you see these kids getting drafted right out of high school. And, okay, they'll, they'll start at single layer or whatever and work up. It may take them four or five years. But my thing is, you know, to make it to these leagues is a long shot, first off. You know, they always say you, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than making it to the pros in professional sports. What happens if okay you you jump right from high school and you go right to the professional sports and first year you blow out your knee, you're done. Now you have no college education. Now I'm not I don't want to sound like one of those guys that you need, you need the education before you you know move up to the big boy sports. Listen. How the NFL does it, you know, junior season, senior season. You could, you know, declare. that. That's how I think it should go. You know, you, you, that way you get at least a couple years, you know, two, three years of college in. And even when you do get drafted, you don't have to go full time. You could take a course every summer or on your, on your downtime, take two or three courses. And, and within two, three years, you'll have your full degree or master's degree or whatever you're going for. But the fact that these kids are coming out of high school, I, you know, I don't care if you're the number one five-star recruit coming out of the 2021 class. We've seen that stars, you know, five stars, four stars—they don't mean anything. Brian Dockett one of the greatest safeties ever to play, was, I believe, a three-star safety coming out of high school, and. I mean, turned out to be one of the, the best um, safeties out there. And I'm sure there's been plenty of five-star recruits that hit the NFL and lasted two years. So, to me, stars, you know, ESPN, all them, they should take those right away. I don't mean shit. At least in my opinion. I wonder what, what you guys think. Like, do you guys put any belief into the, you know, five-stars, like... You know me as a Notre Dame fan. You know, okay, yeah, it's nice to see. All right, we signed you know five five star guys. You know, but don't mean anything until they get on the football field. High school compared to 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 college, two totally different beats. Now you're you're gonna jump right over that and go right into the NFL or NBA. It it's and th- these these kids, that's what they are. Especially, you know, like I said, NBA or MLB, going from 18 years old right to the big boy sports, it's a lot of pressure. And we, we've seen with kids that, that get put under these microscopes that have a lot of pressure, end up getting into the wrong crowds, start doing drugs, end up, you know, overdosing or whatnot. So I, I really think it's, it's time that, like, every sports league, NBA, NFL, um, everyone steps in and says, you know what, enough's enough. Here is when you guys could enter our draft or when you could come to college. And, I mean, okay, I understand, you know, he's doing this because California um, with the, the COVID thing going on, change some of the some of the season when it's going to start and all that. But I just, you know, again, I, I can't wrap my head around that how he's going to do in college because, again, he, he's missing his senior year. So there's a lot, still some stuff that he's got to learn so he could use in college. I mean, I'm sure he's going to take some basket weaving classes or something like that, but he's still going to have to do some college courses. But yeah, granted, I mean, he's the first one. Uh, if you go over to ESPN, they had the article on. Um, the kid's name is Victory Vaca. And supposedly there's three other recruits that are thinking about doing the same thing. One's a Notre Dame um, player, and I believe the other two are like USC. or, or It was another um, California school. So since we are talking about football, um, no NFL preseason games. I hope everybody is not crying too much now. I mean, let's be honest, you know, this has been in the makes for quite some time, even before the pandemic, you know, I mean, really, is preseason games worth it? You know, I understand, you know, these preseason games are very big for the undrafted rookies or the later round rookies. And that's why I think there should still be at least two preseason games. You know, we, we don't see a lot of the starters play. We'll see the starters play the first game, a little bit less the second game, a little bit less the third game, and, you know, a half or a little bit more than a half of the fourth game. But you know what you're going to get out of Carson Wentz. You know what you're going to get out Aaron Rodgers. You know, they don't have to play. For example, the Eagles draft class, you know, Hightower, um... The safety from Clemson that we drafted. You know, those guys I think would benefit from having the preseason games. Especially Hightower, I would say. Well, actually, actually both. Because as much as I like Jalen Mills, I'm not sure if he's gonna be the answer there. I think it's I think safety is a better spot for him. But I don't know I don't know if I'm holding the bar so high because Malcolm Jenkins was there. But Hightower you know, he's got a, a big hill to climb, I think, if healthy. Let's just say if healthy. He's going to have Jeffrey above him, Jackson above him, um, Rigger above him. Goodwin, Marcus Goodwin, I think is going to have a, a good year, even though he's been some of a disappointment the past few years, uh, especially with the, the 49ers. So, I mean, he's Hightower's lucky if he looks at the, the sixth spot coming in to this team. And if he had the preseason games, maybe he could outshine Goodwin and and Greg Ward. And before you, all you Greg Ward lovers, people that love him or whatever, trust me, I like him too. You know, I, I'm actually against all these, you know, Greg Ward shouldn't make the team type thing. I think he he's not our number one guy. I'm not saying that, but I think he would be a good four or f- uh, five guy. You know, come in a couple snaps a. Uh, uh, a game or so he's a good over the middle He doesn't have a lot of speed but you know with all the speed that we do have on this team he'd be perfect for underneath to keep them honest sorry about getting on a little tangent there but um, and all this preseason stuff of no preseason games came about because the players have been saying they wanted more assurance that the NFL is really worried about their health, um, going in with, with the, the COVID stuff going on, and some other stuff. They have the NFL has changed. They said that the first for the first two weeks of training camp, they are going to test all the players. Uh, I think they said almost every every day or, or every other day, which I think is smart because you know symptoms don't show up for the first three to five days. So if you know you, you, you test someone today, two days from now might not show up. You test them tomorrow, well that fourth day may start showing up. And you know you'd be able to catch it beforehand. Um some other things that are expected to happen between the players association and the NFL is camp rosters are expected to be set at 80 uh, players instead of the 90 that the players association was hoping for. They are putting in the opt-out um, to, you know, obviously opt out of the the 2020 season, but they are going to put a deadline in there, and that is still yet to be t- uh, determined. And as far as next year's cap, um, that is still being negotiated. And I think that is one of the biggest issues going to be, you know, going into next year because. You know the Philadelphia can't have fans. The Giants and the Jets came out and said they can't have fans at the stadiums. Green Bay, Packers, I saw they said there's going to be a limited amount of people there. Um, we don't have to worry about the, the Chargers because no one shows up for them. Same with Jacksonville and the Browns. <laughs> but, in all seriousness, this, this could be big because... You, know, you look at the Chiefs. They just signed Patrick Mahomes to a big deal. Um, their defense tackle, they just signed to... I, I believe they just signed him, or they're real close to sign him to a, a, a real big extension. The Eagles alone have like $50 million already put towards next year's salary cap. And Zach Ertz is up for a um, contract extension. So Phillies definitely have to be... A wizard, Howie Roseman's got a, got a really have to go back into his bag of tricks to get under a salary cap for next year, which every year they do, but I, it, it's going to be tough, you know. Next year, getting under without having any more of the salary cap, I really don't believe the salary cap is going to go up, and if anything, maybe more it may go down a little bit. I know I've seen a couple writers say it may possibly go down depending on how the NFL does this year. Now, can we see fans coming back into the stadiums November? December, maybe? Depending on how COVID is doing and, and things. I don't know. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they negotiate, how they negotiate for next year's salary cap. Now, as far as the player roster 80 players, that's pretty much normal every year you know they usually have to cut down what, a week before the the, the 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 season um one you know actually and, and think about these preseason games also uh, I was thinking about it at work you know if you get rid of all these preseason games that would be the perfect time for the NFL to buy the XFL to have a spring league this way, any undrafted players, like like I've been saying, undrafted players or later round players could go there. That's how they get their games in, get them on game film, and figure out if, if they would you know be good for your team or, or whatnot. Just like NFL Europe was a few years ago. You know, I I understand it was overseas, but do it the right way this time and have them over here on US soil during the spring and it's more money coming into the NFL pocket because obviously you know they're all about the money I think it would be smart to, to buy the XFL they have the money to pretty much outbid anybody maybe you know Disney and I think Fox was the other one rumored to be they may not be able to outbid them but if they're not part of it make a spring league already you know, help these guys out. That way you can get rid of the the, 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 the preseason games. Still have training camp, obviously. Get the players back in shape because you don't want to have crappy product going out there week one. But that's my idea for to, to help fix this whole preseason thing. Now also coming back this weekend is bare knuckle. Now you guys know how I've been behind bare knuckle. Since it's come about, and I I don't know how well it's going to be. Um, there's two, maybe three fires I remember, um, from them, you know, seeing them, you know, on pay per view. And another nice thing is this quote, pay per view is free, it's going to be aired on YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, so all you got to do is go over to their, their YouTube or Facebook to subscribe to it. And it's going to be Friday night at 9 PM Eastern. Um, Isaac Valley flag, I believe was a one, one fighter that I remember, uh, seeing, and this is going to be the first bare-knuckle since, um, I believe, March. Because they were going to have one in April. But then, obviously, everything went haywire. And that's when all everything got shut down. So the fight card for the main card so far is Bobby Taylor versus Luis Hernandez. Uh, Jeremy Rogers versus Jeff Dunton. Trellis Webster versus Link Badier, T. Cummins versus John McAllister. Will Chope versus Joe Elmore. Chris Cerro versus Billy Martin. Caleb Harris versus Elvin Leon Brito. Frank Tate versus Dylan Kleckler. And the main event is Isaac Valley Flag versus Luis Palomino, which looks like they have a 155 belt on the line there, which is kind of new to me because I, I didn't see them advertising about but. I think that main card could be really good caleb harris i don't know if you guys watched any of the bare knuckle pay reviews but the one fight he was in i think he killed the dude made it made made the other dude's head spin around like uh daffy duck so but they're the only two i believe i i've seen i think t cummins i've seen before he's he, he's built like a brick shithouse but between those those two fights, Caleb Harris versus Elvin Brito and Isaac Valley Flag versus Luis Palomino, I'm actually gonna go with Luis Luis uh, Palomino for the upset here because I think Isaac is the, the favorite. I would consider him the favorite in this one, and then go with Caleb Harris. You know, he's just very impressive. I think he only lost one bare knuckle fight here, but it was a, a close fight, and he's he's just quick and powerful. You know, and I think he can make some some noise in that 155 pound division. But I'm definitely going to be watching it. The wife actually is only working a half a night to come home to 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 watch it. Maybe with everything kind of settling down with the new house now, maybe I'll live tweet with you guys or do a, a live show with you guys, kind of talking about it as it's going on. Maybe get a little interaction with you guys. So you know, head over to Twitter. St Sports Podcast, follow us there so that way you could uh, give me your opinions about the fights or you know the show or what whatever you whatever you think. So I think that's gonna be it to the, for today. Um, like I said, Friday, if you're watching Bare Knuckle, hop on Twitter, give me your picks for for the fights. Maybe I'll I'll do polls you know right before the the, the fights earlier in the day or something like that. We'll. We'll get something going there. So head over to Twitter, ST Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, stay sports.net Go over there. We have some merchandise, and I'm really, really close um, to getting hats made up, or at least for you guys to, to purchase just like on Teespring. That's my other objective for this weekend is to get that all set up. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.